Welcome to A Journey to Inner Wisdom. I am Crystal Cotto Sullivan, a wisdomologist and the host of this podcast. In this podcast, I explore the many facets of wisdom and the journey to our own inner wisdom. As with any journey, there are many ways to get to where we're going. In this journey to inner wisdom, there are many tools, paths, and guides that, can, that we can avail, some we search for, some we bump into, and some are set down before us. I will explore some of, those, of these tools, paths, and I'll also interview guides who may influence your journey. It's not always easy to know where to start. I tend to start my workshops and programs with awareness, beliefs, and curiosity. So I thought I should just continue with the ABCs of wisdom. And so I've continued with discernment, emotional freedom technique or tapping, the emotion code, the Enneagram, forest bathing, and today we'll talk about gratitude. I choose each topic because it can either illuminate our path on our journey, or it is a tool that we can use to guide us on that journey. Today, I have a guest with me, Diane Bertolin, to speak about gratitude. I've known Diane for many years, and recently I began to read her daily gratitude journal on Instagram. I was deeply touched for several reasons by her commitment to doing this daily account. First, it made me pause and reflect on my own life more closely. And second, I was deeply moved by her willingness to share her gratitude publicly. So welcome, Diane. I'm so pleased and excited that you can join me today to have this conversation about gratitude. Well, it's my pleasure, Crystal. Nice to see you again. Thank you. So I'm going to start um, with a quote, Diane. I'm sure you're familiar with this quote. The root of joy is gratefulness. It is not joy that makes us grateful. It is gratitude that makes us joyful. This is Brother David Stendler Rast, who's actually been working with gratitude since long before the Center for um, um the, long before the Gratitude Project was even begun. I think he wrote his first book in 1984. So he's, he's been around. This whole gratitude movement has been around for a while. Mm-hmm. So tell me, tell me a little bit about your own journey um, and particularly about your gratitude, um, your daily gratitude journal, I'll call it. So I'm... Um... I love that quote because he really answers the question, did the chicken or the egg come first, really, you know, because Mm -hmm. we all think joy comes first and it really joy, you know, and he really answers that question about how you have to work on appreciating what is around you. For my own story, it came from a place of, um, you know, a continuation of inner work that I had been doing since my early thirties and really, um, kind of hit a bit of a wall. I had gone into menopause um, and um, I'm one of those women that have all the symptoms, right? A lot of people go through uh, menopause and they don't have any symptoms, but I had um, both depression and anxiety and I have never really experienced those two things before. And it really came down to trying to mitigate some of those uh, menopausal symptoms. And one of the ways of doing so was to kind of reflect and, and get really present with my life. Um, and a way to do that was to document what I was thankful for each day. The decision to post them online on, through Instagram and Facebook was to make me accountable to me. 
I really didn't know if they would resonate with anybody. I really didn't know uh, what turns they would take. Uh, it was really about saying, you know, I need to do this action because if I was just doing it in my own personal journal, you know, you have a million reasons why you get distracted, why uh, you don't fill something out, why you don't get something done. And there's a million things that take your attention away. So it really became for me a discipline. And when I did it the first six weeks, you could feel a shift in in my world, right? From my partner saying, gee, you're so much nicer. <laughs> and not that he meant it in a cruel way or anything like that, but there wasn't this huge ball of anxiety bouncing around the house. Um, and and that, that makes a difference. It didn't mean the problems went away. It didn't mean the challenges went away. It didn't mean that I was stopped dealing with those types of things, but it really meant that for a moment in my day, just one moment, I would appreciate the good in it. And often we are, we live in this society and, you know, um, that's all about productivity. I need to be productive. I need to make money. I need to be, um, you know, efficient. I need to produce these things. And it's constant. We're constantly on this little hamster wheel trying to produce and reach our goals. And, and I'm not saying not to set goals. They're great. But at the same token, we have to appreciate the journey or we're going to miss our journey. And, and that's where it all came from. Very cool. Very cool. Um, it, it's interesting you, you talk about goals because one of the things that um, I'm aware of is, I mentioned it is the Gratitude um, Project. And the, there's a, an organization called the Good Science Center based in uh, University of, of California in Berkeley. And it's one of the world's leading institutions of research and higher education that sponsors groundbreaking scientific research into social and emotional well-being. And so basically they explore the science of a meaningful life. And one of the things in 2014, they launched a project called Expanding the Science and Practice of Gratitude. They had $4 million that they spread out to um, researchers across the country. And then they came up with a book called The Gratitude Project. But it was interesting because they came up with one of the chapters talks about the, um, why is gratitude good for us? And in it, it talks about gratitude makes us feel good, which you've experienced. It improves our relationships. So if you're nicer, yeah, relationships are better and easier. <laughs> yeah. It also benefits our health, which, of course, if you're talking about depression and anxiety, if you're feeling better, it mm -hmm. does impact your health, right? So yeah, and the science actually has proven it rewires the brain, right? And it releases mm. those dopamines, it opens up new, new neural pathways, all of those types of things. And, you know, um, and, you know, the law of attraction is the law of attraction. The more you focus, what you focus on becomes, right? So the more you're grateful for things, the more the reasons there are to be grateful. So, I mean, the science is quite incredible when it comes to it. And I often say to people, it's, it's the cheapest Prozac you'll ever need, right? Like, <laughs> I, 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 it really it's is. True. Like, I mean, there's no cheaper drug than being able to say, you know, I'm grateful for something. And, and really, you don't need to write it. You, you know, you just need like there's different ways to experience gratitude for yourself, whether it's writing a thank you note or whether it's uh, doing it in a journal or whether it's just taking a moment in your day to say, you know, I'm just grateful for a, 
you know, and whatever right. A is for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it could be as, you know, like I wrote a journal, uh, an entry about my feet, you know, mm-hmm. how often do you think about your feet and what those little things do? They keep you balanced. They keep you standing up and all that kind of stuff. And you might say it's silly, but you know what? No, you know, I, it's, it's grateful to be in a healthy body. It's grateful to be, have mobility. There's a whole world out there that doesn't have it. So, that's right. So there's always something to be grateful for. And if we focus on just a little bit of being present, I think your world, you'll go through life a little with, with a little bit more ease. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and one of the things that John and I did, and this is something that he recommends to couples is to take a month to every day, state something that you appreciate about your partner. And you can't repeat, you can't repeat yourself, which, you know, is sometimes tough. <laughs> so, but we did it for one month and, and it did a couple of things. Well, it did a num- more than a couple of things. One was I really had to pay more attention to what he was up to. Mm-hmm. And to, as you say, notice the little things, like it could be just something very, very simple, like you know, making sure that my napkin was folded properly, which sounds ridiculous, but it's like, okay, that's, that's, I really like that. And to be able to identify that and to let him know, then what are the things that I appreciate? And then when I do that, he gives me more of what I appreciate. The second thing it did, it, it, it really made me um, present. And, and you mentioned that the idea of when we're, we're grateful, it's like we're being present in the moment to really examine what's happening in our life, as opposed to just life just goes by, goes by. And, and that's what I really appreciate about your posts, because you don't just say, I really appreciate my feet. You really go into the detail of why you appreciate your feet or whatever it is that, that you're, you're mm-hmm. grateful for that particular day. So for me, it just kind of expands my awareness, which I think is so important because so often we're just aware of a few little things. And by the end of the month, the, the atmosphere between us was much more, um, it was calmer, it was more intimate, um, there was a stronger connection between us having done that exercise for that, that month. Um, then the other thing that we did for Thanksgiving was we bought a pumpkin from Michael's and every night at dinner, we would write down all the things that, that we were grateful for. And, and by the end of the month, this little pumpkin was full of writing and we left it out because it reminded us of all of the things that, that, we could be grateful for so you know you're right there's there's not just one way that we can do it there's so many ways that we can express that gratitude yeah I wanted to come back to goals because one of the things that they found in the gratitude project is that people who are grateful actually are more likely to accomplish their goals so again I think it's about mindset that there's something about being grateful that as you say where our our attention is our energy goes so if our attention is on our attention is on gratitude then that is where we move and it moves us in in all ways in our life it's it it helps in in everything including our work our relationships all of those areas so 
Yeah. And if you think about goals, goals are a bunch of different steps that gets you to where you need to go. And there's a lot of devil in the details to get to goals, right? Mm -hmm. They they don't happen overnight. I mean, that's just wishful thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, So what gratitude does for you, and particularly if you're focused on achieving something or getting somewhere, it allows you to navigate those those times where it might seem really mundane, right? Like you're, you're, you're trying to get to a certain level in business, or you're trying to get to a certain level in your personal life. And there's all these things you need to do in order to get there. And they aren't, they aren't glamorous, right? Um, We tend to forget that, you know, these overnight successes, we look at these stars on Hollywood and, or any of them, they didn't become overnight successes. It, it's, they took a bunch of turns and roads and all of that kind of stuff. And I think gratitude allows you to be present to that and get through those moments where, you know, life isn't exciting, right? Life isn't always going to be this, you know, wonderful, magical thing every single day. Uh, we all have to pay the bills. We all have to clean the house we all have to do these things in order to get to get our goals done and I think what gratitude does is it allows you to appreciate those times where you know it life isn't exactly where you want it to be and you haven't reached your goal either but you can still see the forest from the tree that there's plenty to be thankful for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think especially over the last almost two and a half years now with COVID where our lives have just been unusual. I think it's been difficult. And yet, even in the midst of all of that, we still have things to be grateful for. Oh, absolutely. Um, And, and, and I, you know, how many people's jobs were upended and how many people's, um, you know, all of a sudden found themselves at home with kids and trying to teach and they've never taught in their life. And, and all of those things. I mean, you know, people's resilience during the pandemic, was on display left right and center um and there's there was a lot to be thankful for um you know i i often called it the great pause right we we had we all had a chance to pause and that's so rare and instead of being anxious about it maybe we just needed to take a step back mm-hmm. and think about you know what is what it is that we're grateful for in this pause in this time of rest in this you know um this rebirth that's going to happen because we knew we weren't going to be there forever. That's right. It's kind of like a natural retreat. It was like, okay, this gives us a chance because when else would we take a pause like that? We, we just wouldn't. wouldn't. No, that's right. We that's wouldn't. Right. Yeah. So we all had to sit at home and uh, try to refuse to go to the uh, refrigerator 50 times and you know, trying to figure out what it meant. And so, you know, if you look at it, so many people reworked their, their jobs. They started to develop podcasts or, you know, went on TikTok. Um, they did all sorts of things to keep themselves resilient in this. And, and, you know, I'm grateful for every one of them that kept things alive and well. Mm-hmm. One of the things that, that really um, struck me about the pause was how many people began to uh, engage in outdoor activities yeah. from before. And I thought, oh my goodness, if nothing else, people are really getting out and reconnecting with nature and, and really um, 
moving their bodies around and enjoying the outside, the outdoors. So that, that, was, that was pretty amazing for me. One of the things that um, I've been doing is uh, uh, for Lent is something called Soul Coaching by Denise Lynn. And there was an exercise on gratitude that initially I was a little bit resistant to it, but it really was um, a revelation for me. We, we were to list um, all the things we were grateful for. And then the things we were not grateful for. And I had just gone through um, a, a family death and I, I, was, I was quite angry and upset about it. And so that was like, I'm not grateful for this. And then the next step of the exercise was to look at that situation and say, but what were you grateful for around that particular situation? And, and it was actually the death of my niece. And I was able to really um, celebrate the times that I had with her because I, I, yes, it doesn't take the grief away and it didn't take away the anger or the sadness, but what it did was it gave me a different perspective that to, to be present to and think about and relish all of the experiences and conversations I'd had with her, that if I had just remained in that grief and anger, I would have lost the richness of, of what I was grateful for. So that was, that was really, it was, um, I wouldn't have thought of doing an exercise like that. And it, it really, it really shifted something for me still feeling the pain, but at the same time, feeling the joy of, of having had um, some, some really amazing experiences with her. And I think, and, and you've, you've said this, you know, it's the ability to live with both the duality of gratitude, but there's also the pain or the struggle doesn't go away. And how do we balance that? And I think that's what joy is about. Joy is not about the absence of pain or suffering joy is being able to be okay where we are mm -hmm. and celebrate that yeah even with even with that that pain and suffering so and i think you know without dark how would we ever notice light right exactly. and i mean you and I have both gone through an unexpected death in our, your niece, my, my brother who died suddenly at a very young age as well. You know, you go through these very traumatic events and even in that, um, you know, the grace comes, right? Um, I often, I, a couple of my posts in the, uh, the gratitude journal, you know, because people may not be able to relate to an unexpected death is, is, is money, right? most of us have had times in our lives when we have not had abundance or, you know, money's been tight. We've had businesses that haven't succeeded the way we wanted them and all of that kind of stuff. But if, but what did all of that teach you, right? Like going through all of that, not having money. And then when you do have money, do you treat that? Do you treat it respectfully? Mm -hmm. You know, are, are you the guardian of it? Or are you the or do you just go out and blow it all because, you know, finally I've made it? Or, or do you begin to understand, you know, uh, did that time of constriction make you the best budgeter known to mankind? You could stretch a dollar, you know? Mm -hmm. And so all of this, you know, so in, in the dark comes the light. 
you know, Carolyn Mace always says, uh, uh, you know, or St. Teresa of Avila always says, you know, God is in the details, mm -hmm. right? God is not somewhere out there. You're going to, you know, a bunch of angels aren't going to come in and, and fix it. It's really those little incremental moments of, of getting through the day sometimes that, that are the miracles, right? And you won't see it if you're so busy worrying about tomorrow and you're so worried about, you know, not achieving what it is that you want to achieve, um, you know, or just being stuck in procrastination because you just don't know where to go. And I think gratitude stops all that, right? It allows you just to take a breath and see, see the world differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And be present. It, I mean, yeah. it's so much about being aware and being present. And, and, um, I think I was first introduced to gratitude, oh my gosh, years and decades ago when I did my first silent retreat. And at the end of each day, we did an awareness exercise and it ended with gratitude. And the way we did it is that by the, by the end of the little exercise, we, there were things that we would notice that if I hadn't gone through the exercise, I, wouldn't, I would have just totally missed those precious moments of the day. And so I think that it's important to take that moment to really reflect on a day, to, to realize that it is in the little details. That's where the gratitude occurs. It's like, okay, yeah, great. I'm grateful that, you know, I was able to go away for the weekend, or I was grateful that I had this um, amazing experience uh, over the last three days or whatever, some big event, but then it's, okay, what about those little details, you know, like, walking out in my garden and looking at the flowers sprouting up and then noticing that the deer have just eaten up down my, my hyacinths. And I think, but you know what? They, they're sweet. Of course the deer is going to enjoy them. And to, to notice that, that nature is, is unfolding before my eyes and be grateful mm -hmm. for that, that I can pay attention to that moment. And I think that is that awareness and paying attention to that. It's not only being present in the now, but it brings us really in touch with who we are as well. And, our and I essence. think it keeps you humble, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, not only are you witnessing nature, you're part of it, right? Right. Um, right? So, you know, one of the biggest things for me is, you know, we, we are not this, we are not the sum. We are part that make up the sum, right? We're part of a collective consciousness. Mm -hmm. We're part of a collective. And I think that's where, you know, gratitude keeps you humble and grounded, right? No matter what's going on in your life, um, you know, um, all of us can take flight, like you said, on the big things that happened in our life. Mm -hmm. But how often do that happen? Like you meet your soulmate, right? You're not going to meet your soulmate every month, right? That's so, right. <laughs> I mean, you know, unless you have the femme patel um, <laughs> archetype, but that's a different story. But you know, or the Don Juan archetype if you're male. But you know, if you have more of a male archetype to you, but um, you know, we we don't have these these things don't happen to us every every month. So how do you? You know, how do you get through that and be present to all, all the greatness that is happening to you? And, and like I said, you're part of the sum. So you begin to realize that you're part of this collective that breathes collectively in your community, in, in your workspace, in your, 
in your marriage, as you talked about um, with your partner, um, you know, and it's, it's all of that. You work, you're, you're in this framework and you may as well, you know, look at the details and see or it's going to pass you by and, and how, and would that be fun? I don't know. Yeah. So Diane, the, um, you've obviously done a lot of work over the last many decades and yeah. will, if you were to give a piece of wisdom to someone who maybe right now is you know, maybe just kind of in transition or wondering, okay, what do I pay attention to? Or, or what would help me to really get on track with my journey? What, what would you say to them? Um, I would say, look, look for the one thing if you're if you're particularly if like you said, you're in transition, you just don't know where life is going. You have no your intuition isn't telling you to go right or left. It's kind of you know, we all have those moments where it's like, okay, you know, somebody send me the memo, you know, um, what I find now in, in my um, brief 55 years on this world and on this planet is it really is looking and being present to what you do have. So mm -hmm. what is, what is it, it that is working right now, even when you don't see anything moving. And I mean, you're a gardener, right? You plant a seed, um, you water this ground, you can't even see what's happening underneath. Mm -hmm. And normally, if you think of the seed analogy, right? Mm -hmm. When you have those moments that aren't, life isn't moving or you're not achieving or the opportunities aren't coming, the question is what is working, right? So you're the seed now, all the soils on top of you. So, you know, who's watering you? Who's keeping you alive? Who's keeping you motivated? And it's really focusing on those things. And it may, it may not be a who, it might be a what or mm -hmm. how, mm -hmm. or what is it that I can do to get things moving forward? Um, you know, do I, you know, take a symbolic walk forward? Do I you know, go out and walk? Do I go be with nature? But it's really coming back to look at what's working. What are you grateful for? And mm -hmm. if you, if you can't sit there and say, I'm grateful for one, I'm, you know, nothing's working and I'm grateful for nothing, you know, be grateful for your sight, be grateful that you can breathe, be grateful for, you know, you have the ability to feel touched you know, there's so much to be grateful for. And you'll find that even if you can't see the bigger picture, if you just focus and ground yourself, right, you know, it'll be, you'll be surprised to start to see the little bits of synchronicity that are happening because you're just the seed, right? Mm -hmm. And the water is being poured on you and the fertilizer's coming. And yeah, it's not, it's kind of stinky, but you know what? Eventually you'll pop out out of the ground and he'll begin to bloom and grow and mm -hmm. all of us go through those transitions mm -hmm. wheel of life right that that's right that's right and it's and it's really about being present to all of that isn't it it's right. and then when we're present then we're open to you use the word grace or energy whatever is around us which is always around us yep. and then there's another level of of awareness that we can embrace that energy we can embrace that that um grace 
and even under the ground, even as the little seed to re it's really, it's about trusting that, okay, can't quite see it yet, but I know it's there. It's there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Carolyn Mace always used to say, you know, um, your soul talks to you all the time, mm. right? And she often says, you know, and she says, you know, don't expect it to talk to you in a way where, you know, you're going to have an archangel come down and speak to you and you're going to have this big vision or all that kind of stuff. You know, that nudge in your gut that tells you to go clean out the junk drawer in your kitchen. That's your soul talking to you. That's the direction for the day for you. You know, you, you know, as she says, you couldn't handle big, massive download on what you should do. Most of us needed in incremental steps in order for us to move forward. So trust your gut, you, you, you know, nothing happening and you, you know, that you're being nagged about, you know, cleaning out a closet, clean out the closet that day, just be mm -hmm. done with it. Right. Mm -hmm. And appreciate that's what you're being nudged to do. So, you know, the big, the big, you know, signs and all of that kind of stuff, leave that to Hollywood and really just get in tune with your life. Okay. And, and and look at what's working and look at what's nudging you and look at it, you know, are you being nudged to write? Are you being nudged to, um, you know, sing or whatever it is? Are you being nudged to paint something? Are you being nudged to just be quiet? Mm -hmm. Are you being nudged to lose weight? Are you mm -hmm. being nudged to um, take care of your body? What are you being nudged to do? Just Just look for those nudges and, yeah. you know. And then be thankful for them and say, yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay, fantastic. We're coming up to about a half an hour. And um, that was a lovely entree into um, a podcast that we're go I'm going to do in a couple of weeks on intuition and oh. trusting our intuition. Well, yes. there you go. Yeah. So thank you for that. And thank you for being with me today. This was really um Great to have a conversation with you after so long and um, just to explore gratitude. Well, thanks for having me. This has been lots of fun. And I'm thank you for reading my posts. And uh, I will see you hopefully soon in person. That would be nice. That would be great. That would be great. And thank you all for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed this uh, G for gratitude. And um, Stay tuned for our next, my next ABCs. I think I'm going to do one on grief because that's quite fresh for me right now. And then we will move into, I'm thinking maybe humor and then we'll get to intuition. So thank you all for joining us and um, I hope to hear from you and join us next time. Bye-bye.